Today's Sober Friends podcast is brought to you by Pete B. Pete B is our pal you heard over the last two weeks. And we didn't make him do this, but he decided he was going to buy us five coffees. This is what Pete said. The show rocks. Rock on, you guys. I'm really loving the new way to connect. Awesome platform for service you've developed here. So for a guy with Pete's sobriety, which is a lot, and the fact that an old-timer like him is is into the new way of communicating with people, it means a lot. Pete, you didn't have to do that. And I'm very grateful that you bought us five coffees. If you think it's important to spread the word like Pete B. did to the newcomer that recovery is possible, consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com backslash SoberFriendsPod. I'm Matt. Hey, I'm Steve. Hey, I'm John. This is the Sober Friends Podcast. We're here for the sober curious, the new guy, and the old timer. Here to talk about the stuff anyone looking to live alcohol-free has to face day to day how we overcame those struggles. We speak for no 12-step group, but we do try to remain anonymous. You're not alone. This is the Sober Friends Podcast. I think about nights like tonight. Why do we do this? I didn't make the whole meal. I went and bought two roaster chickens, but I made from scratch mashed potatoes and I made a nice salad. I had just enough time to serve everybody dinner and then run down here. So I'm going to have my dinner later. So I look and say, why do I do this for you people? Do you even, do you, do you, are you even grateful for all of the great content I give? You should be on your knees thanking me. No. <laughs> it's a transition to say, why do we do this? It's for all the glory. It's for all the glory. <laughs> all right. Why do we do this? Why do we do this each week for on this groupies. podcast? What's that? It's for the groupies. For the, gr- oh, the groupies are, are amazing. Peer pressure, guilt. Right. Like the old it's Italian just- grandma. It's to uh, it's to spread the message. Yeah, it's to connect with people like Pete last week, who has got lots of sobriety and is open to new ways of doing this. It's for the people on Instagram who may not know AA or may not know recovery. It's for somebody new who might be thinking about putting down the drink. So I think our subtitle is "I am responsible." I'm responsible for spreading the message. And Steve, in the context of doing this show. How are you responsible? Why do you show up week after week? You know, I, I was thinking about that. I was on a retreat this past weekend, which is what got me thinking about this. And the retreat I goes on has two different themes based upon two different groups. And one of them is I am responsible. And there's a pledge out there, an AA pledge that says I am responsible anytime, anywhere. When someone reaches out to hear their hand for help, I want the hand... I want the hand of AA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. So I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about why I do this podcast and why I do what I do. And um, basically it's because, you know, I tell part of my story that the biggest thing that happened to me when I came into recovery, and for me it was a 12-step program, was AA, is that somebody who I had, I did not know, a stranger, reached out his hand and said, hey, my name Mike, how, how are you doing tonight? And that connected me in a way that I was never connected before. And if that person didn't do that, maybe somebody else would have, but that person was, you know, unique in my recovery. And there was nothing that that person wanted. He wasn't asking me for anything. He wasn't expecting anything else from me. He was just trying to pass this message on. So um, I do this because I want to try to do that 
in, in light of what he did for me and what others have done for me to the next person who may need help. It's an interesting thing that you just said there that he didn't expect anything in return. Do you think Mike gets something in return for helping you? Oh, I think in the long run, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that uh, I, I just know today I know this because I've reached out and helped other alcoholics or they've reached out to me and I've agreed to help them is that I say it all the time. My program of sobriety is never better, never better than when I'm working actively with another alcoholic. Never. It's always stronger. It's always it's always brighter. It's always always full of colors. It's full of new information. I, I I read the same thing I read over and over and over, and I get new information from it. I mean, it really is incredible. A couple of years ago, during the pandemic, I was working with two alcoholics. There, we were meeting at my house. I was meeting with alcoholics two or three times a week, and I just remember how I felt during that time. Like my my program was on fire, and it was came at the perfect time for me because that was the time when there weren't a lot of face. There were there were very few. There were some, but very few face to face meetings and um and i was really cautious with you know with the with uh, the the pandemic and all but i let these two guys come into my house long before there was vaccinations we didn't wear masks because I, I didn't want to do that and we just rolled the dice on it and um Listen, it was, it was it was really good. So yeah, you do get something out of it, and and today I realize, but I don't expect anything. Uh, you know, I don't expect my my anybody that I help to do anything. I don't even expect them to stay sober. I mean that honestly. Like I don't even expect them to stay sober um, today. I just I hope they will, but that's not an expectation for me anymore. Well, that's interesting. Lack of expecting something back. That's. Not how things work in society. John, what keeps you coming back each week to do this podcast, and how are you responsible? And that's a great question. I've been doing this a long time. It's the only organization or only group or only thing that I've ever done and stuck with. Typically, my MO is I would start something, and I'd get uh, you know, advanced into it, or I'd get to that point where I start to master and it loses a sparkle and I have to go on and do something. I, I try something else. And I don't know why. I, I think I, I, you know, the way I look at it or the, or what my belief is, um, I'm in a constant state of recovery. Um, this isn't something I'm ever going to recover from. And my, my mental well-being, my peace, my serenity is all proportion, proportional to the amount of contact I have with other travelers, other alcoholic addicts, doesn't matter. We're all the same. And this is just something that I've been doing. I mean, there was pretty much ever since you, you started the podcast, it came on, I did... Uh, you know, I told my story at the at the, at the early stages. You guys have and, been here from the beginning in one yeah. way or another, right? You know, and um, and I think you know both Steve and I. You know, we told you to you know if there's any need any help, we're here, willing to help. The only way that we're going to survive as a as a group, and I'm talking recovery, is if we all stick together and we all help each other out. Because the minute we stop helping each other, we start to lose our numbers. We start to lose our strength. Um, we start to lose that hope of recovery, that feeling of well-being, that everything's going to be okay. You know, after 32 and a half some years, 
you know, sometimes it is a struggle for me to keep going on some of these things. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's retreats or going to meetings or doing the podcast. It's like, you know, you know, sometimes I just want to take a break, you know, and um, and I remember that when I take breaks from recovery, my peace of mind goes down the shitter very, very fast. I turn into the old John that's negative, that's nasty, that's short, um, that takes things out on people. So this has become part of my program, part of my recovery, because as long as I keep doing what I'm doing, everything's going to be okay. Um, here we are coming up on, you know, we're last month, last week of October, you know, Joe and Charlie big book seasons around the corner. Great. Um, you know, I'm excited about that, trying to get that, that up and running. You know, we have a little logistical issues coming, um, how are we going to pull this off this year? Um, cause we have my, my aunts living with us now, but, um, you know, it's just part of what I do. And, and, and to, and to Steve's point, you know, when I, when I, when I help someone personally, a sponsee, for instance, um, it's like you said about Mike. Um, I expect absolutely nothing in return uh, because it was given to me. I, I learned all the stuff that I learned from other people. Um, I didn't study in a book. You know, I didn't go to school for this. I learned it from other people having the... Having the wanting to give that gift of recovery back, um, and want and, and want to see somebody else that was sick and suffering and no no longer have to live that way, um, and by doing that, I feel better. Just by going over somebody's house and reading pages out of the big book, explaining what it all means, going through those steps one at a time, answering the questions trying to explain what this stuff all means you walk out of there you're not even on the ground anymore you're floating um and you know knowing that you know we're here you know once a week we we bring on a guest occasionally um we talk about a lot of different things um and knowing that we're reaching we have the we have the the possibility of reaching tens of thousands of people and the thought that maybe we help just one person makes it all worthwhile. Um, well, we may never know if we're helping anybody, but it's that hope that we are, that the message that we try to carry is one of recovery and, and that life in recovery is better than the life in in alcoholic, alcohol or drug addiction than it ever possibly could be. I, my best day loaded was my worst day sober is far better than my best day loaded um, because I'm feeling things. I understand things. I learn things. When I was out there, I was just stuffing everything away and drowning it away and trying to forget about it. I think I'm going to do a solo podcast about my college reunion that I went to a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to do that because it's part of my recovery story. And when I was at this reunion, there were things I re recognized. And I recognized that the people, I went to this reunion, one, because I was sober. I never would have thought of doing it and driving 
it said two hours on waves. It ended up being like closer to three because you run into tra- traffic on the Merit and on 95. And there were people who I wanted to see who turned out to live closer to me than this college, but this is how we have to see each other. And I wanted to see these people. And there was booze there, but booze wasn't an issue. As a matter of fact, it was a benefit to me that I didn't have to drink because I could be present and I could see these people and I could ask them about them. We ended up going to the bar slash tavern that we used to hang out at, which has, it has food. So you can get, you can get dinner in the back. And I realized being in this place, I used to love it because you could get a real glass. This was the one bar where you get a real glass for beer. So I felt like an adult and looking around the the college has, I mean, it was a dump. It was grimy when we went and I look around and I'm like, they would never let a flea bag like me into this place. Now it's gorgeous. Now how they've reinvented everything in 25 years, this bar hasn't changed at all. Sure. They've, they've swapped out some tables that some of the decorations on the wall are different, but you walk in there and it's like, this is the one place that isn't a damn bit different. The, the bar, the, the bathroom still is not handicap accessible and is still disgusting. It smells the same as the day I was in college. It probably has not been clean since then, but, but being around them, I'm realizing as everybody's having drinks and I'm not, I'm looking around. I'm like, it wasn't the booze. Where the real fun was, it wasn't the booze. It was these people I was around. And I was in a bar that had booze, and I didn't want booze at all because I was dialed into everybody else. And I went off with different friend groups in college trying to chase something, real, not realizing that these were the people who were my real friends, who I kept running away from. And they brought that. I was thinking about that because, John, you mentioned about I, I give up on everything except AA. But there were some things in college that we talked about. She's like, how did you ever pledge a fraternity? And I said, well, my friends did it. Like, but they dropped out. I go, yeah, I didn't know I had that option. So there is something in me that sticks around with it. I went off that journey because some of these stories are things I like to do to help others. And it's part of my story. And I've really had to just get this in my head for a couple weeks now of, of what it meant to be. It is not always easy putting together a podcast. If you're ever thinking about putting together a podcast, I do recommend Ryan's podcast. Uh, what's it called again? Ryan M who was on this several episodes ago, the stolen goods. He ended up <laughs> posting something like, Hey, uh, I'm going to do some different things with this podcast. He's realizing, Oh my God, this is kind of hard to do. It's hard to put this together and think about what we're going to talk about and sound coherent and do it remotely and then edit it so you get rid of all of the nonsense that you don't want to hear in here and put it out and make people have a message. There's a lot more time I could do for other stuff. But this combines for me my creativity, the fact I have the equipment and my passion for recovery and doing something that's beneficial. And getting those emails from time to time or Instagram messages where somebody feels helped, it's baffling to me. It's just like, wow, somebody actually is listening to this and getting something out of it. One of the things that happened to me, Matt, as I was going through, um, I became fascinated, which is the way it's supposed to work with TikTok. 
to the point where I, I removed it from my phone because my wife said, uh, mate, you should try going a week without looking at TikTok. And I like, I'd be better off just taking it right off my phone. So I got <laughs> playing with Instagram and I was looking at some of your stuff and I, I have never done a lot on Instagram. But here's what struck me. And, and this, is, this is what happens, right? Is I get inspired by someone else. So I'm looking at you and you're out there on Instagram, you know, trying to put the message out there about this podcast and about recovery. And you push a lot of recovery, other recovery, other people out there, right? You do, you just push a lot of stuff, but you're out there, your pictures out there, your person's out there. And I think about how in my recovery, I have been on a need to know basis about my, my recovery for my whole recovery. If you don't need to know the details, I don't want you to know the details. I don't talk about it openly on any social media or anything like that. And that has changed. Literally, like it slowly has changed for me. And before I went on retreat, um, the weekend before, not last week, the weekend before, I had a a family reunion that I went to, which was like yours. It was a lot, some drinking, not a lot of drinking, but there was there was a cash bar there, and, and some people certainly drink um and then after that we had a block party in the neighborhood and i came over i came home for that block party and one of my neighbors a young a young guy who's fairly new to the neighborhood who i see and i was one of the first persons he met we get talking and he says hey steve do you want it you know do you want an adult he always called it do you want an adult beverage and i finally said to him i didn't say to him because there was a group of people around like you know i'm alcohol free and he looks at me he goes Holy shit, I didn't know that. And he goes, and every time I see you, I offer you a drink. And I'm like, that's fine. So anyway, before I go out on my retreat, there's a woman across the street who has a young child. And I had my grandson over. And we were talking. And I told her I was going on retreat. And she said, oh, is it a lead retreat? And I finally, I said to her, like, oh, it's recovery retreat. I'm in recovery. And I'm going on a AA retreat with some men. And I would have never done that before. Like, I would have never shared that with a neighbor across the street. Because there was, and now today I feel, well, this woman has, happens to be associated with the church. She's a, uh, a ordained minister. And I'm like, maybe there might be somebody that she knows who might need help. And maybe someday, and I'm very friendly with her and her husband, maybe she might come up to me and say, hey, I know somebody might need help. Can you help them? Right? I want to be available for that person. And I cannot be available for that person unless other people know. So I have finally reached this point in my sobriety and in my recovery where I'm more apt to let other people know um, so that I could be more helpful to more people. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I would I, like you, Steve. When it, when when we first started this thing, you know, there was no way in God's green earth I was going to come out publicly, you know. And that kind of all changed, you know, when when Kelly came on that first time. Uh, I was going to the same gym as Kelly, and you know, it, somebody was somebody said something about. You know, um, I think Kelly had said that she was X amount of days sober and somebody else came up and said something. And Kelly looked at me and she goes, what about you? And I, I, you know, I think that was like 31 years at the time. I said eh, about 31 years. And everybody in the room that was still there, their mouths drop open. And it's like, how can you possibly get <laughs> that right. 30, much, much time? 31 years. You know, and, and they never knew it. And a lot of weekends. I, a lot of weekends, a lot of weekends, and I never, you know, and it what didn't feel bad, you know, I, I, 
you know, I got sober a long time ago where they, you know, where anonymity was, man, you don't tell anybody anything because they're going to hold it against you. Things have changed significantly in the last five years. Where I used to live uh, across the river, you know, this young couple moved moved in and they were going to have some shindig in their backyard and they invited us over uh, I said thanks. Um, you know, we're really not into the into the drinking things. Well, neither we are. We're you know, Mel and I are in recovery, and it's like, <laughs> really? Well, okay, so am I. <laughs> you know, they broke the ice, but you know these these. I'm gonna and I'm gonna use the term younger people because that's being 64 years old. They are younger people. Uh, makes me feel old, but they have no problem at all of saying, "I'm sober," or you know, I've I haven't heard anybody use. Uh, the word the term alcohol free a lot but i have heard it the biggest thing is you know i'm sober i don't i i don't i don't drink and i don't, I don't do drugs anymore or they they don't even put the anymore in it or they just don't for whatever reason and they're not shy about it it's it's almost like they're not advertising i mean they're very proud of it and as we all should be i mean this is this is a abnormal thing for people like us to be is sober Yes, um, and it's tough, and to be successful it, at it. Yeah, and to and to keep on putting day after day after day after day, and resisting that temptation, resisting the case of the fuckets because we all get them, you know, and reaching out to that other person, you know, and, and asking for some help or just just bonding with one of our fellow travelers. Um, I, I'm I'm not there where I I still can't. For me to put out on Facebook or Instagram, you know, come this February that I've been, you know, that when 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 I get to you know February fourteenth and thirty three years, there's no way I can put that out there because for me that's my ego talking, you know. Because look at me, look at me, look at me, look what I've done, look how good I am. I'm a recovery god. That's that's what I think. Um, so I don't broadcast that. Uh, to a to on a lot of times I don't t- only say it at meetings, we do it at retreats because we have to tell what our sobriety date is. There's certain times that we do it. When I speak, I tell my sobriety date, and I usually will go and tell it in you know years and months or in days, uh, particularly at a rehab center because it gets their attention that this thing is possible to do. If you think that, you know, you're you're in this rehab and you've been here for for two weeks and it's like, oh, man, how do you how is this guy getting sober for 30 days or two months or three years a year? Yeah, you're full of it. So, you know, I I, I start off with that um, because they have to know that this stuff works and they got to see the living proof, whether whether it's we're doing it on the podcast that there are people out there that have been successful with this recovery thing for a long time, longer than me. I mean, look at, look at Pete, 40 something years. Mm. Um, my grand sponsor, 44, 45 years. I mean, these numbers are staggering. There's a guy out of the treat with over 50 years. It is possible by as long as we help each other. And this is a method of helping us, of helping others. We have this platform that we can get this message out and that's what we're supposed to do i think there's something in there around intent as well so our buddy howard 
who does the AA Recovery Interviews, which is an excellent podcast to listen to. Howard is very focused on anonymity. He is by yep. the book. He's not going to tell you his last name. He's not going to tell you his guest's last name. And he removes anything that might tell you who they are, where they are, where they came from. He is by the book with the traditions. That's great. I think if you're going to go public with who you are, you have to, it, it better be for the right intent. What's the reason? Are you looking for an ego stroke? Are you looking to get a pat on the back? All right, that's the wrong reason. Because if you're in recovery and you're out there, you have to walk the walk and there's an extra pressure to stay sober. Because if you're out there and you relapse, then others can look and say, see, it doesn't work. They're full of crap. And that's what scares me the most. That bottom line is, you know, coming out and saying, you know, this is what this is this is what I'm doing. And this is, you know, I've I've quit drinking, I'm sober, I go to AA and then I relapse. That just puts a tarnish on it. And I I just I that scares me. You know, I think, you know, John, you were talking about how, you know, the younger people um, are more seem to be more open with this, and I think that's right. true. I do. I think that's true. First of all, because they're they've been on social media their whole lives or a better portion of their lives, so they're used to this stuff. Um, but also, the understanding of addiction has changed too, mm -hmm. and I do think there's less of a risk today that if you fail or if you struggle with recovery, that people say that good intent people, people who really understand addiction, are going to say, "Oh, recovery or this doesn't work." I, I think there's less of those people out there. I think what they'll say is, oh, this person maybe cannot get sober, right? They cannot stay clean. I think you hear that more than you hear, oh, AA doesn't work, except by people who are pro who probably need this program. <laughs> I agree. And are looking for an excuse of why they don't want to do AA, right? Those people right. will say, see, AA doesn't work, therefore yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, um, but here, here's the other problem, and I, don't, and I don't want to turn this podcast into an anonymity podcast, but the other thing I've always thought about is I have to be careful about outing myself because sometimes that brings other people out with me. Yes. You know, and and some people all of a sudden become associated with me and people start saying, oh, look at this. That person, you know, I wonder if that person's in recovery. So I'm very conscious of that. I'm very conscious of being careful how I out myself um, so that somebody else doesn't get outed. There are old timers out there who don't like this type of stuff specifically for that reason. And there are good reasons for it. I think there's also a good re so I'm more public than I am on a necessity to try and get the show in other people's ears. There is a reality that you have to use social media for marketing purposes. So it's a reality. And I will tell right. you social media for me is a grind. I don't enjoy doing it as much as I like doing this. So I really have to work at it. And it's the first thing that's very easy for me to put off. There is also something to be said with putting a name with a face that you can identify with. Dak Shepard's podcast, where he talked about being six or seven days clean after yeah. saying he was sober for years and years and years, and he wasn't, is an important podcast for people either in recovery to hear or people who are thinking about getting sober because it was very honest. Oh, it was. Yeah. I, and I just want to 
talk to you because my daughter told me about that because my daughter listened to that podcast faithfully and she told me about that when I was listening to it too and she asked me say hey did you listen to that if if you are in recovery and you have not listened to that episode I highly recommend that episode for you um he talks about what a schmuck he felt like after his relapse and and you know not oh it was it was really really good so anyway I highly recommend that yeah, it was it's important to hear those stories yeah. and if it's just some anonymous person you don't connect with it you talked right. about your addiction to TikTok earlier but TikTok is a reality and it is how people communicate to the point that on YouTube the fastest growing segment now of YouTube are YouTube Shorts, a ripoff of what TikTok is doing. Yeah. My oh, no. kids yeah. watch that more than they watch regular shows. Yeah. Now, TikTok has taken over. So, I mean, it's where everything. So is Reels on Facebook, right? So there's a lot of people are trying to emanate um, what TikTok is doing because it's been so successful. And like I said, and listen, it's made to suck you in and do what it did for me and everybody else. Right. Sit there and mindlessly watch these one to three minute videos um, for an hour and a half, right? But you're losing time. Like, it's made to do that. So, um, but again, you can that's, turn it into good. If you you can, do it with the some, right and, there, and there's some good stuff on there that I loved, and I mean, I would, and if I could just sort of figure that out, then I could. But you know, you get sucked into the other stuff, which is which is how it's supposed to work. But um, so yeah, so anyway, you know, on this retreat I went to, there was a 24 year old who has just come out of recovery, out of um, some you know time in a, a recovery. Uh, program and uh it was just really interesting to sit there and it's one of the reasons why i love doing something like a retreat is that you know there was guys there on that retreat who had just like we talked about 36 years and this guy who was 24 years old his father and and this is the interesting thing his father and his grandfather were sort of, you know, his father definitely was part of the program. And it sounded like his grandfather maybe was or should have been. It's just amazing, right? So I look at this kid, certainly his father, maybe my age, maybe even younger, and then his grandfather's probably my age, right? Hmm. Um, And then this kid is still on this retreat. And it was just really nice to be with someone that fresh, um, and again, one of the reasons why I do this stuff and one of the reasons why I do this retreat and this retreat that I'm doing next year, I've taken on the, the, um, responsibility of organizing it and running it. Um, which again, you know, I mean, it's like, why do I do that? You know, there's 20 guys, 25 guys going through that. It's a lot of work. You got to chase people for money. You know, it's like, it's a lot of stuff, but, um, but I do it because maybe, I help somebody, and I know I'll get something out of it. Um, that's why I continue to do all of this stuff. I think the key here is having the right expectations and having the right mindset. Expect nothing. Hmm. And when you work with somebody and you expect nothing, you're likely to get something back even if it's you feel better. I think it's time to ask you to do something, which is communicate with us. What do you do in recovery that helps you? How do you spread the message? How are you living the example in your own way? I'd also love for you to go to Apple and give us a five-star review. Go to Spotify, give us a five-star rating. Soberfriendspod.com is the website. 
at Sober Friends Pod at Instagram. You can connect with the show. We love hearing that you're listening and this is helpful. John and Steve, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Great to be back, Matt. Yeah, cool and we'll, beans, see, man. we'll see everybody next week. Bye, everybody. You made it this far into the podcast. That tells me you're a pretty big fan. If you like what we do and you find value in the podcast, consider a donation at buymeacoffee.com backslash soberfriendspod. Your donation keeps us on the air to help out the new guy and helps us defray some of our costs. If you find value in our podcast, please consider a donation at buymeacoffee.com slash soberfriendspod.